0: Hey everyone,
1: this is Charlie Labasco, and welcome to another edition of Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva.
2: And this is Eva Levandusky and we'd love to hear from you.
1: Okay, guys, we have a big show ahead. We'll be right back in 30 seconds with our first guest. Stay with us. Hey everyone, Charlie here. Did you know Eva and I have a really cool e-commerce shopping site? It's shopcharlieandiva.com. Check it out. You'll find custom designs that might just make a statement about you. And some great gift items, too. That's shopcharlieandiva.com. We're adding more designs every month, so be sure to keep checking back in. One last time, shopcharlieandiva.com.
0: And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
1: Okay, guys, our first guest is, uh, is an author, speaker, philanthropist, and passionate agent for change. Her book, I Am Possible, Muscle for the Mind, The Power to Achieve Success When Success Seems Impossible, is why she's here. Please welcome Jamie DeNovo.
3: Hello, Charlie and Eva. It's great to be back with you.
2: Hi, Jamie. It's great to hear from you. How are you?
3: I'm doing very well. Thank you. And I'm really excited about your new theme and about the direction that that uh, Corporate Talk is taking. So thank you very much for having me here.
1: Oh, excellent. Uh, okay. So Jamie, you redefine impossible as I am possible. I mean, that that is such a powerful thing. Uh, is this just inspiring rhetoric or is it the result of some scientific research help us out
3: well you know when i first started to develop the i am possible muscle program prior to that i had been a leader i had been one of those you know people who was always looking to break new ground i had a passion had a vision my husband and i and we were we were creating success against what seemed impossible ads. and then Charlie, in the 12th hour, something happened that did not follow any rule, didn't, wasn't taught by gurus in any of the books and programs about success, and my reality was turned upside down. It, it pulled the foundation out of everything I ever thought I knew. And so just like that, I went from leader to bleeder. Somebody who was just standing on the edge of life, bleeding to death, or on the ledge and ready to jump. So I, in creating my book, I actually went to Dr. Brian Kolb, who is a pioneer in the field of behavioral brain scientists, uh, brain science. He is one of the world's most respected neuroscientists. And I, I told him the story of what I was going through. Uh, there were no answers in the books that experts had. There were no answers with therapists, all these people I talked to. Well, he agreed to work with me. And, as I looked for ways to rebuild my identity and create a new life with what I had left. So everything I created, I had to live, and it follows the rules, Charlie, of cause and effect. So it's not pie in the sky. It's not blowing sunshine up your skirts. It's uh, you know, it, it's real stuff. It's been tried and tested in the real world, and it has science to back it.
1: So, yeah, the reason why I ask, right, is um – Change Being able to change impossible to I am possible is the ultimate message of hope and inspiration. I mean, that means everything that I want to accomplish is out there waiting for me, you know. Um, And this book kind of helps me develop that muscle, right? You know
3: you're you're absolutely right we have words that define impossible and we have in our brain things that we think are possible words are so powerful and that's one of the things this this book teaches you is how we create our very reality with the words we use and in our brain some of the things that we think are possible um, we have filed there what's possible and then in the other side we have what's impossible some of those things are valid and some aren't and we do not have a word in, the, in our language to describe the process of turning what we thought was impossible into something that's a new possible and I am possible which really is thinking I make possible or I make way to create a new possible is really all about retraining your thinking processes so your behaviors change and your outcome changes and in that way you find yourself able to accomplish things that you you formerly thought were not possible that's, that's i impossible
1: that's incredible and that's why you're here and the theme of the show today is leadership starting with yourself and often mm-hmm. we sit around and i mean i say this you know personally um it's there's nothing i can do to make a difference it's too much i should just do my job i don't really have that hope and inspiration that it is possible for me to accomplish what i want to do so if if me and everyone else can get that um understanding to reinvent impossible and and define possible then Man, I mean imagine imagine everyone then. Imagine the contributions
2: we'll get in the world. Well then and then when you do it with yourself, you can then share that with the people that you're with, with your team. So if you if you are in a leadership position, you have to be able to lead yourself first before you can lead your team. And if you're not in a leadership position now, by becoming a leader from within, you then are positioning yourself to be able to lead. Exactly. And that's perfect,
1: right? a uh, leader or not, this book will teach you that it's possible to lead or possible to accomplish whatever it is you need to accomplish.
2: Right, because that's really our goal here is to show people that you don't have to be a leader in title. It's about learning how to lead wherever you're at. Right. Excellent. So, Jamie, I guess
1: nothing holds you back these days because you believe everything is possible.
3: Well, you know, there is always a way. There's a way to produce um, optimal, what I call optimal outcomes. And, you know, I, I love what you were saying because you are so on point with the idea of leadership. You know, we get into our, we feed our brain words and concepts like I'm just not a leader
4: mm-hmm. or,
3: you know, I'm such a loser or I need somebody to point me in the right direction. And, and one of the big things that I do teach and which I learned the hard way is to change the way I thought about what makes someone a leader. You know, we think about leaders as, as you have a bunch of people following you, learning, listening, but in reality, leaders like that can even take us in the wrong direction. And there's a lot of that going on today. And that can leave us feeling lost or, or at the very least it can leave us feeling lost, but at the worst it can really destroy us. So what I am possible does is teach people to redefine and personalize leadership. That's what I Am Possible Muscle for the Mind is all about because because you're right, Eva, the most important person you can lead is yourself. The most hmm. powerful leader you can access isn't the guy in front of a thousand mesmerized people. It's the one inside of you. It's the pioneer, learning to self-pioneer. That's That's breaking new ground where you don't have the map or the audience cheering you on. And we all have that power. I just teach you to be able to access, to to train
1: yourself, to be able to have you know, that power. What you said is exactly the reason why we needed you um, to share this with us, and we needed you to share it with us as our first segment today, because um, oftentimes in my career, being mentored by leaders and I put quotes here in leaders, have taken me down incorrect paths for me. Right, absolutely. And I, I needed a way, and I needed hope that I could find it within myself. And that is this unbelievable book that you have developed.
3: Well, you know the difference, Charlie, is so often these people that we think of as the gurus and the leaders, they tell us what to think. And the difference is, the, the leader inside, what I teach you is how to think. It's like giving you the materials and not telling you what to build, but teaching you what the materials are so you can choose and you understand how to build something and what it will be made of. And you know how to test the structure of other things, of what someone else is telling you. And, and that's the beginning. That is really the beginning of of leadership and understanding who you are, what your core values are, so that what you become is a result of of who you really are, not who someone
2: tells you you are. That you know, I love that point because it's it's so important because so many times if we're not grounded in who we are and how we lead ourselves, it's just like Charlie was saying, we can be led down the wrong path. And the other thing is is that you know, if you have somebody that's in front of, you know, 200 people or however many people, um, they don't have all the answers. They don't have all the answers. And so, you know, they, you know, they should look to us too for helping them because they don't have all the answers. So a good leader will look for those people that will help them. And if you're grounded in that already, um, you can definitely then reach out and help the leader lead even better, you know, then that's really what's on us. Because so many times people give their power away, you know, and you see it all the time more more than um, ever is that people are just giving their power away and letting someone else make the decisions because you Mm -hmm. think that it's easier when the reality is it's you're really messing with your own career by doing that.
3: And, you know, it's so true. And not to take anything away from there are there are leaders who have something valuable to offer But you are absolutely right. If you could see behind the scenes in in many of these people's lives, which probably you have and I have, what they tell you and their own lives are are different stories. So if you are looking for somebody else to give you the answers, um, you're going to lead a life that's based on something that isn't authentic. And, you know, by authentic, I mean knowing how to reality check knowing how to test things. And, and that's the thing about your building your I Am Possible muscle is you're taking responsibility and you're learning how to do the math, how to do the exercises. And once you figure this out, your responses become different. You're not just a puppet for somebody else. Your actions become different. And when your actions are different, your outcomes are different. So so what changes is the outcome model and the way that you filter your own thoughts, your own self-talk, because the messages you feed yourself are, ex- are as powerful as the messages you get from somebody else. So when you learn how to reality check those, how to, you know, set your your vision in accordance with asking the right questions, you know, it all starts with asking the right questions. So that you right. can do the exercises and really, really find the answers that form your platform.
1: Right. And what I love is, you know, it is work and it does take effort and the book will guide you um, and you provide exercises and such so that we can even train as we go, I guess. Right. Because every action is an opportunity. Um, and that's why the book can really be groundbreaking to someone Well, thank
3: you, Charlie. It is. If I have time, I'd like to give an analogy because really when we can picture things in our mind, um, it helps the abstract to become real so we can work with it. And the ability to thrive in the face of uncertainty has become part of our everyday lives, you know, not just so we can act effectively under challenge or, or when things go sideways, but in order to stay sane. I mean, we need to find a way to reset our brain every time and remap so we can keep moving forward in a positive direction so we can, we can deal with these things. So you and I, we talked, Charlie, about the analogy with boxing. And, and this mm-hmm. is how you'll be when you start out. And in any area of your life where you're facing this, this challenge and this uncertainty, you take a guy who's never been in the ring before. We'll, we'll use the analogy of a boxer. Put a boxer in there, a professional boxer. He throws a left hook. Well, what's going to happen to the guy you've thrown in the ring? He's going to get hit. He has no idea how to move out of the way. But the guy, you start to train him. You give him a good trainer, which is what this book is, and you tell him, "Hey, if you don't move out of the way, you're you're going to get hit. You're going to go down." And the next time he gets hit, he's aware of that. He's looking for the punch. Then you train him how not to get hit, how to deflect. You know, then throw him in the ring over and over again. And that's what the exercises do on smaller levels. And pretty soon what starts to happen, the guy isn't getting hit anymore, at least not nearly as often. And he's getting in more hits of his Hmm. own. The change of actions change the outcome. And that's exactly what you're doing with your brain. The boxer's movements become more effective all the time he's in the ring He's making hits. He's ducking blows in a way he could never have done before, and he's causing his opponent to change his approach as well. He's a more formidable entrant,
1: and Um, he's a whole
3: different person. That's what this does.
1: And This is great, Jamie. Um, The book is um, fantastic, and um, we can't say enough, right? I mean, I am possible... Muscle for the Mind, The Power to Achieve Success When Success Seems Impossible. So, Jamie, uh, we would love to stay in touch and keep you with us during the year um, because we need you first um, to move forward. This has been great. Um, you can connect with Jamie at jamiedenovo.com. So um, take care, Jamie. Thank you for your gifts, and we'll be in touch soon.
3: Thank you so much, Charlie and Eva. It's been a pleasure.
1: Excellent. Thank oh. you, Jamie. Okay, guys. We'll
5: be right back. Charlie Labasco and Eva Lewandowski are on a mission to make a difference in your career, your life, and the world. As consultants, coaches, speakers, and trainers, they each bring different skill sets to the table as well as different products and services all of which are designed to make a difference for you. Are you looking for fame, fortune, and recognition? Need help with speaking up and being heard? Looking for the right tools for the right issue? Look no further. Go to charlieandeva.com. Check us out. Opt in to our newsletter. And let's be teammates.
0: Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on talk Zone. Welcome back, everyone.
2: This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and today's show is all about leadership, but leadership in a different way. It's all about leadership starting with you, and I'm excited to be talking with our next guest. She is a 35-time award-winning author, speaker, and intuitive expert, and she is also the founder of the Human Being Company. Please welcome Trisha stewart Shu. Trisha, how are you?
6: I'm doing great. How about you guys?
2: We are good. Thanks. And we're so happy to have you back on. So, you know, I, I don't know if you got a chance to hear, hear Jamie talking about leading. We're all we're talking all about how to lead ourselves. And I know that you as an intuitive expert and author, you also talk about how we can lead ourselves. So how can we lead ourselves, Tricia? Give us some um, give us some tips on how to start moving forward with that.
6: Okay. So, yes, I got a chance to, to catch the very end of your last guest. And, and honestly, I'm, I feel like we are in total agreement.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
6: I think what I'm going to do is talk a little bit about um, how we look at ourselves. Perfect. And h- how we can approach leadership from that way. So, you know, I, I believe that we all have a lot of choices in life. Um, If we come up with a challenge, if we come upon a challenge, um, many times we tend to rely on other people. So we ask a family member, we ask a friend, um, a clergy person. Uh, So we tend to go outside ourselves, we read books, that kind of thing. And the awesome thing about that is we get a lot of information. The tough thing about that is how do you make a choice? Because as many people as you ask, you're going to get that many opinions. Right. right? <laughs> yes. Right? So yes. To you go and do that research. And I call that the research phase. So it's awesome that you're going to do that. Um, but then when it comes time to actually do something about it or make a choice, what do you do? So right. I've, yeah, I've dedicated myself to, First of all, I had this amazing reconnection with my own intuition, and that's what sort of woke me up. But I dedicated myself to not only honing my own intuition, but then also teaching others how to do that as well. So, you know, when you say say define yourself, like, who are you? And, and you know, you, you've sort of got a challenge. You've asked a million people. You have a million suggestions. And now you're faced with just this overwhelm. Mm-hmm. First of all, you say to yourself, Who am I? Right? Mm-hmm. And the answer the answer is actually you are different in every situation. There's no way to pin that down. But what you can do is you can tap into the part of you that already knows the answer. Um and it's so frustrating. I'll just tell you it's frustrating for me to know I know the answer, especially when I'm in an overwhelming place where there is some problem, there's some. There's something I need to solve, and I cannot seem to get a handle on it. Um, so what I'll say is that um, I've got a three-step process that people can use to tap into their intuition. Um, and before I talk about that, what I'll say about intuition is that Intuition is not something that psych that only psychics have or that other people have. Intuition is within all of us. And it is a place of peace and a, a place to regain some information that you need. Um, so if you sit quietly enough, the answer will come. Okay? So I say the way you do that is you pay attention. So you sit centered, um, with no distraction. Uh, so turn off the phone, turn off the television, turn off the computer, um, and maybe allow yourself some space. So at least give yourself 20 to 30 minutes Mm
7: -hmm.
6: where you'll be uninterrupted. Um, so that's the first step. Um, the second step is to get very clear about what question you're asking so be very clear about the question you're asking and within that sit in a place of receptiveness Hmm. and ask for the ask your question and sit in a place of receptiveness
1: okay right So, so so in other words in the first segment we learned that um Impossible is now I am possible. So now I took ownership of that um, and I cleared the room and I'm sitting within myself and I'm saying, okay, so who exactly am I um, and what are my gifts that I can reach others with, right? And then you're saying that in that quiet moment, I should be able to communicate with myself. You should. You
6: mm-hmm. Absolutely should. Um and I have I, I really believe we receive messages in many ways. So as you're sitting and listening to that, um, pay attention. Pay attention, you know, the way I like to look at it is every sense has an extra sense. So a lot of people just imagine that you'd see something or you'd hear something. But what about feeling something? What about Mm -hmm. a weird, unusual body sensation? What about um, a funny metallic taste? (laughs) Um, What about just a sense that something is happening and it's off, and you don't know what it is, but you're going to sit and wait, and just going into the fact that okay, there is something that's happening. I'm going to sit in this place and and imagine. Okay, what is, what is that that I'm feeling that's different from other things? Um, the more you practice that, the better you'll get at receiving information. Um,
2: I love that you're saying that because, you know, it's so true that you have to get quiet and listen. But yet we know that when we talk leadership, so <laughs> much of it comes from this, you have to take the bull by the horns, you have to take action, you have to be a person of, you know, substance and, substance and action and and really be able to communicate. But yet, unless you take that time, like you're saying, to really get clear and focused on who you are and what you stand for and what's actually happening, you can't do that from a place of, you should be, I, I, I want to say this a little differently, you should be taking that action step, after you get clear on what you're talking about mm-hmm. is the way I mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because exactly. otherwise we're just going through the motions, right? Where Well, you're taking all this action that, that might not be doing anyone any good. You know, your whole team might be going south and you're still, you know, plowing forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well,
6: It's so true. And nine times out of ten, if you don't take the time to do what I'm talking about, just relax and center yourself and listen to that. Mm -hmm. If you take action based on something else, it's probably gonna waste your time and energy, other people's time and energy, and you're probably gonna have to find, you'll find yourself back where you were to begin with. Sitting Hmm. still and, and really asking yourself. The other funny thing is, a lot of times, the guidance you get is something that you would never imagine that you'd do. It's, (laughs) it's not, it's not a bad thing but it's something that might be a stretch for you. So if you're a quiet person, maybe it's confronting someone. Um, if you're a confrontational person, maybe it's do something like change the environment, like change yeah. the light, change the, change the setup in the office. Like maybe it's something like that. Um, so as you sit, you receive the message. Also, if you don't receive a message, don't, be upset with yourself. Don't, uh, write it off. Don't, you know, don't, don't judge yourself. Maybe Hmm. you could say something like, um, I actually take a tip from the secret. I think this was from the secret way back when, where Hmm. you say to yourself, all right, you know what? I'm in this place. I'm going to ask that question and then I'm going to go about my day and I'm going to trust that the answer will come to me. I'm not going to judge myself. I'm not going to do anything rash. I'm not going to just sort of act yet. I'm just going to see once I've asked my question, kind of put it out there for myself, what answers come back. So there's that. All right. So the third piece, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. This is the best. This is my favorite piece of this three, three section, you know, plan. And that is once, let's just say you've received your message. Okay. The third piece is skepticism. Ask Mm -hmm. questions. Don't just take that at face value. Um, And the reason I have that, there, the reason that that actually is there is because so many people question intuition. So many people, like when I talk with them about intuition, they talk about intuition leading them astray. Mm -hmm. Right? And Mm -hmm. so what... What I realized is that a lot of people are assuming that they just need to completely throw all logic out the window and just listen to their intuition, listen to any old voice or picture or sense that comes in. And that is not true. The reason that you want to be clear about whatever message comes in is because you want to make sure that you're not misinterpreting it or that you have something a little different than what the message is because we have filters. Um, so even if we're receiving a message, we not might not get exactly what the information exactly the way we need it. And boy, if you're going to take the time to be quiet and receive a message, why not get it the way you need it? Right?
1: Um, I love it. This is really um, complicated in that um, we need to ground ourselves and learn mm-hmm. how to communicate with ourselves before we could even Imagine leading
2: anything. Well, you have to, you know, what you said is so important, Trisha. You know, you have to practice this first, right? You have to practice listening to your intuition on things that don't matter quite as much, right? Like don't start the practice on some huge life decision mm.
4: mm-hmm.
2: and think that that's you're going exactly. to get crystal guidance, right? <laughs> because that's, uh, yeah, well, Trisha, you know this. As usual, we're running out of time. It's such a but different it, way, right? It to- is such a different way. It's 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 a perfect way to look at leadership is to go internal first, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. from there start making decisions to make to make leadership decisions. And mm-hmm. leading from within is key. Mm-hmm. So. As always, we were so happy to talk to you again, Trisha. It's always great to hear from you. You always have perfect guidance for us and yeah, our listeners. First
1: of many times this year.
2: Yes. Oh, thank, so you thank you, guys. You so have
6: much. a wonderful day, and thanks so much for including me in this.
2: Thank you. And if you'd like to connect with Trisha, you can go to her website at tstuartshu.com. And we'll be right back.
5: CARE certification in the workplace is the award winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for courage to take action relevant to everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information, go to charlieandeva.com. That's charlieandeva.com.
0: Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Today's show is leadership starting with you. Our next guest is a self-esteem and branding expert, coach, speaker, and author. If you have a mission, she will present you and your mission out to the world like nobody else can. Please
2: welcome S. Renee Smith.
8: Hello, Charlie and Eva.
2: Hey, we're so glad to have you on. Thank you for joining yes. us today. Thank you so Absolutely. much.
8: Absolutely. It's good to be with you. Interesting so, topic. It's, it's a, you know, very insightful. I was listening to the other speakers. So thank you for sharing.
1: Yeah, we, we had to take a different path, right? Because um, leadership, leadership, leadership. Um, we're not getting much leadership. Right. Nobody's <laughs> leading. So... <laughs> Well, you know, we did some homework, okay? Mm-hmm. So we learned from Jamie DeNovo, the impossible is now I am possible. So that gives me some inspiration. Then we learned from Trisha Stewart Shu how to find out who exactly it is that I am. right? Okay? And mm-hmm. so now, right, It's mm-hmm. the question is, how do I share
2: it? And what exactly is a personal brand to the world? Because we were talking internal, now we're going external. Perfect, yes. Right. Yeah, Hmm.
8: yeah. Okay, so interesting enough, since you worked on the internal, because personal branding is still internal, right? Mm -hmm. So you take who you are, and you ask yourself, what am I to do with who I am?
4: Mm. Perfect. And
8: once you understand, who you are, what you're to do with who you are, then you begin the packaging, right? So there's three components to the branding process. You're going to package, you're going to position, and then you're going to promote. So the first phase is packaging. What is it that I have to offer the world? What are the skill sets? What is my style? Um, Who would want to hear me and what I have to offer, Secondly, there are probably hundreds of people who have a message that's similar to yours. So you may be thinking, okay, well, where is my audience and who's going to listen to me? Well, Mm -hmm. everybody who has the same audience isn't going to necessarily show up the same way that you do. So you have to really understand what is your style, what is your communication style. There are some people that are abrasive. And they get away with it, right? right? Some people would judge it and say, ah, I don't like that person because they're abrasive. But that works for for them, like a Dr. Phil, for instance.
4: Mm-hmm, Some mm-hmm. people
8: are more compassionate, like your Oprah style. So mm-hmm. you have to decide on what specific style you have. And as you present your style to the world, your audience is going to show up because you speak specifically to them.
1: Hmm. So um when we're doing that internal work right mm-hmm. we want to keep that um packaging on the radar so we know exactly you know where what we seem to be good at when we're going internal because you know we're not talking about necessarily what we what we do for a living we're talking about who we are mm-hmm. and you know how we're going to lead change somewhere right yeah. so um uh, very important so okay so we got that so we're going to be always packaging so i may not even know my audience right i know i know the audience that i work with so to your point um what i'm branding myself as now could be completely different right
7: right
8: well um if you're not in your place, right? If you're not in your space, absolutely, it would be totally different. So let's say, for instance, um, because a part of your brand, obviously, or p- part of that package piece, Charlie and Eva, and mm-hmm. is of course, what skill sets have you developed mm-hmm. um, along the way, and what story do you attach to the offering that you that you're providing? So my story, of course, was being teased and bullied um, mm. out on the playground in the workplace. So what story do you tell that attracts? Because whatever story you share, that audience, your audience is going to hear your story and say, yes, that's me. That's why branding, the branding piece is the, the messaging aspect of it, right? So mm. I just shared with you and I don't want you to get confused, but if the people are, have a piece of paper, if you wrote mission, message, value at the bottom of your page and then the offshoot is, of that is how I package, position, and promote. So mm. the mission, before you were, she was talking about and being more intuitive and the leader in you finding, what are you here to do? right? So once you understand what you're here to do, your package will reflect what you're here to do. Hmm. Um, and so um, so that's that one piece. So then when you look at the mission, right? I know we have limited time, so I don't want to go too deep. Then when you mm-hmm. look at the message, the message is what are you going to tell the world about you and about what you have to offer them? So, in other words, what problem are you to solve? And a way to, for me, I like to work with clients. I always ask them, "How did you solve your own problem?" Right. Because the way that you solved your problem is the way you can help others to solve them. And or all the mistakes that you made along the way to try to solve your problem and the things that you learn will help you as you begin to share and teach others about how they can move in, into the space that you want to move in.
1: Or that you know what I,
8: to move in. Mm-hmm. what
1: I love is what I'm learning here, right, is so when I'm going internal, um, channeling both you and Tricia, right, but as I'm realizing, what I need to do is map my skills that I communicate with myself that I have to offer. I have to map that to a story and and sort of prove it to myself that it's real by, you know, going and thinking about an example of how that's true. And then maybe from that example, from that story, I'll find my target audience as well, Right. Absolutely,
8: because that's where you're going to be able to answer. You're exactly right. That's why you're going to be able to answer why am I here. I'm here to solve the problem of people who don't have a voice in this world, who feel invisible, those who lack the self-confidence, or those who are in corporate America and want to go to the next level. So whatever whatever that person. So you're exactly right. You're linking your experiences Back to your mission, and that becomes a part of what you package to people because people won't know what how you can help solve their problem until you begin to communicate what your message is you're absolutely dead on charlie
2: you know and i i really I really like knowing what your personal brand is, and so many times people feel that it's only for entrepreneurs, but I think it's equally as important, if not more important for people that are within a corporate environment to understand what their personal brand is and what they bring to the table. Because so many times you'll ask people, well, why should you move to the next level? Or why should you move to a different department or a different area within your organization? And they can't always tell you what it is that they bring to the table. They can spot off their resume, but not really give you that very clear visual of here's who I am and here's what I bring. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I was just going to say in the way that you you package this by saying mission, message, value, and then package, position, and promote is brilliant Mm -hmm. and easy to remember. I mean, it's not easy to put it all together, but it's easy to remember Absolutely,
8: and you are exactly right. So I've worked with companies like Cigna, for instance, that would have me come in and talk to their employees about personal branding. And the reason is because when you are, think about it, these organizations have 30,000 employees. 30,000. Mm-hmm. So how are you heard in a screaming workplace? How are you, how, How do you avoid becoming the person that no one notices? You have to learn to stand up, speak up, and be heard. And the way that you do that is that you're going to have to produce results in a very specific area. You can't be everything to everybody. And every organization has specific things that they need to be accomplished. It could be something so simple as knowing how to build systems. So let's start you know entry level i come in and i am a a receptionist but mm-hmm. yet i develop a system on how to better handle calls how to better um get the information out to the proper team in a in a more efficient way that person's going to begin to build a brand and guess what that person is going people are going to begin to buzz about that person and their efficiency. Once that happens, after a while, people begin to hear and say, well, how else can we use her or his organizational skills? Because the skill, getting the call isn't the skill. The mm-hmm. organization of how you filter and get the right information to the right people is the skill, it's the organization that the person is looking at. So, so many times we're looking at the end result, but you have to look at the base. What is the skill that you have? It could be a, a an, an innate ability to connect with people, to relate to people. It could be the ability to communicate, to put words together in such a way that they would be able to better sell their message. And you could be that person in a whole different department. You could be going out and say um, you could be in sales, but yet you're you're gifted in mm-hmm. a way of being able to tell a great story. And yet, in advertising, they're struggling with, well, how how do we communicate our story? How does that person way over in that department get to the other department? Right. So, being able to find a way to one volunteer, find mm-hmm. projects, talk with your supervisor, find out what is it that they want to accomplish. Because when you understand what your immediate supervisor wants to accomplish, what is most important for them, and I'm a, I'm a backtrack because this is so crucially important. I tell every single person to do this. Download the annual report and understand what the CEO wants because what the Mm -hmm. CEO wants is what every person and major leadership is going to try to create.
1: What I love is that um, it also shows that there's work involved, right? You do the work and the results will come. Um, I love it. So yeah, so continue. So we're gonna download the annual report. We know it's possible, right, from from what we learned today, right. That whatever is whatever we can do to help the company, we know it's possible. And we know we're gonna communicate with ourselves, and this is how we're gonna go about uh defining our brand and our target audience, right? Whatever it takes, we're gonna download the report, we're gonna think like they think and and all of that, right? Uh-
8: Absolutely. Well, what's going to happen? Just remember, having a personal brand is thinking outside the box, and major corporations are looking for innovative ideas and intellectual property, so no longer are we saying what are the best practices, because best practices means that there's no innovation, right? So we're now in a state of thinking, how can I bring a unique idea to the table that I can – that I can gather some people around and really want to move the corporation forward because that's really what they're looking for
1: and also your brand, I guess, grows as you grow, right? I mean absolutely. then it may have to be tweaked accordingly too
8: absolutely because the key is to do something so innovative and thought provoking, right, mm-hmm. and, but stay within. Within guidelines and the values of the company to create buzz about you.
1: Um, unbelievable! I mean, I'm I'm That's really crazy. getting charged today. <laughs> um, this has been fantastic information, and uh, we would love to, of course, have you back throughout the year so we can keep you posted as to how our personal brand is growing. So um, thank you so much, and everyone can connect with S. Renee Smith at srenee.com
2: take care and um, we'll be right back let's face it getting noticed at work can be tough and if you're someone that struggles with anxiety when giving a presentation voicing your opinion or sharing your skills with other professionals it can be even tougher hi I'm Eva Levandusky and I know how it feels you have the confidence yet when all eyes are on you the fear can kick in I tried everything from Toastmasters to hypnosis and nothing helped. But in my search, I uncovered a secret. There was nothing wrong with me. I just needed the right combination of tools and support. So I developed my own program that teaches you how to calm the physical symptoms, stop the negative self-talk, and shows you how to confidently step into the role of leader, regardless of your job title. If you do the work, this program is not only effective, it's fast. So reach out to me at Eva at charlieandeva.com for a free 30-minute consultation. It's your turn to step into the spotlight.
0: And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on talkzone.com.
2: Thanks for staying with us, everyone. Today's show is leadership starting with you, and I am excited to have our next guest. She has been helping entrepreneurs and corporate executives redefine their role as leaders so they can understand the impact leadership makes on teamwork, morale, and productivity. And when she speaks, she speaks volumes. You don't have to be the CEO of an organization or the manager of a department to be considered a leader. We're all leaders. Yes, we are. She's also the author of a really great book, Tough Cookies Don't Crumble, And she's a former emergency room doctor. Wow. So please welcome to the show Dr. Susan O'Malley. Dr. Susan, are you there?
7: I am here. Happy New Year, you
2: guys. Happy New Year to you. So glad to have you back. Thank you so much. I love the new format. I love it. Mm. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we wanted to bring in, you know, different experts talking about one topic just to get a bunch of opinions. A different path to leadership. And and I love Mm. what everyone's saying. Everybody's style is just slightly different, but yet it's all similar and all helpful. Mm -hmm. It's great. All in different ways. So when I wanted to get started with you right away, so I wanted to talk about tough cookies. So how do you actually become a tough cookie and once we get there, how do we not crumble? Because sometimes we get to the place and suddenly we realize, like, uh oh, now what?
7: <laughs> well, you don't become a tough cookie by yourself, and and you don't become Perfect. and you don't become a tough cookie overnight. You know, the book is um, spread out into uh, twelve chapters, and you know everything is. I mean, like simple things, but you know, uh, and talking about we were talking about fear a little. A little before, you know, make a friend of fear, ask for help, Um, be willing to make mistakes, you know, you're going to make mistakes, and it's just trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, one foot in front of the other, day by day, and you don't do it alone, and you know, this is, because this is a, a, a place, I think, where women get hung up, like, you know, they have to do it all, no, you don't have to do it all, you can get, you can have it all. You
2: just can't do it all. Oh, I like that. You can have it all, but you can't do it all. That makes so much sense because you're right. We take on way too much and then wonder why we're feeling, you know, stressed. Well, if
1: you take what we, what we learned here, um, we know what we want is possible. Keep going back to that, right? We learned how to communicate with ourselves internally. We packaged it accordingly. Now we have to, Um, handle it. We need to bend, we need to leverage, and we need to not panic when something goes wrong because things are going to go wrong, right? Yes.
7: Yes. Hmm. And, um, you know, not panic. It it reminds me of a story. Um, When I was doing my training, my emergency medicine training, as part of that training, I had to rotate through the cardiac intensive care unit. And these were the sickest of the sick, in this mm-hmm. unit, everyone was hooked up to machines and everything is beeping and everything. I mean, these were people on death's door. And it came my turn to be in charge overnight. And I looked around, somewhere around 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I thought, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't do this. I'm not qualified to do this. Oh, my goodness. I, I cannot do this. I was in a panic. And I went to the chairman and I begged him. Please, put somebody else in here tonight. I am not qualified to do this. I can't do this. And, and I was rambling on and on. And he just sat there in his chair and he let me talk and talk and talk and talk. And he said to me, let me ask you a question. He said, what's the worst thing if you stayed? He said he was so smart. He said, if you stayed, what's the worst thing that could happen? I said, what's the worst that could happen? I said, somebody could die you're right, he said, somebody could die. And let me ask you, if somebody died, what would you do? And I said, well, I would run the code, I would check the breathing, I would, and I'm going, boop, 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 telling all the things that I would do. And he sat back in his chair and he said, then what are you worried about?
1: <laughs> you see... <laughs> That story is exactly why you're here, right? <laughs> right. And, and, and that is the leader that's within and everything is possible, right? Yes.
7: Yeah. yeah. You know, and you don't even have to believe it yourself. Sometimes other people will believe it for you until you can believe it yourself, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's all possible and, you know, and, it, and it's scary. But the biggest dream killer, in my opinion, is fear.
2: Yes, it is. It is absolutely a huge dream killer. And so that was one way, you know, he helped you step through that. But how did you keep yourself stepping through that? Because I can hear by the way you're talking that, you know, you, your ego wasn't involved, you understood at a really deep level, what you were dealing with here, you know, that you really had these people's lives in your hands and your yeah. training was going to kick in. But then how were you stepping through that fear each time? Because it, it, I'm sure it was coming up quite a bit.
7: Oh, the entire night. Uh, my mm-hmm. entire career. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
7: right. But the way you step through it, there, there comes a point where you have to rely on your training. You have to let your training kick in. You know, I spent years in the emergency room. I, I was scared a lot, you know, but, right. but, but I couldn't hide in the bathroom and let the nurses handle it. I had to be the one in the front of the line, and that's when you have to rely on your training, especially in medicine and, and any place, really. You know, you have to rely on your training because if you're not qualified to be there, then you don't belong there.
2: That's absolutely right. Yeah. No, that's a really good point because the training comes first, really getting that great training and then letting letting the training kick in and kind of override the fear. Over- because, override the yeah.
4: fear,
2: yeah. 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 And also having those people, you know, around you that too are also kind of saying, no, you've got this, you understand this, you know what you're doing.
7: Yes. Yes. Move through it, it now. to say, Not only for the encouragement, but to ask somebody, you know, whether it would be a nurse or, or another colleague or whatever, you know, what am I missing? What do you think? What, what about mm-hmm. this? What about that? And for somebody to say, well, did you try this? Did you try that? Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And I mm. can do that because, as you said, Eva, my ego was never
2: in the way. And that makes such a huge difference. And I think that that's also a big difference in style between and what I've seen in my own career and it. And I think it's changing now as men and women are working together more. But I know in the beginning, it was the guys would not ask, would not ask those types of questions. They would not let that be shown. And I know I was also doing that myself with my own upbringing and then also stepping into like accounting and finance and tech, you know, I was keeping too much to myself when I should have just been comfortable in who I was to start asking those questions because nobody has, as we said earlier, nobody has all the answers. Yeah. yeah.
7: You know, speaking of, of, of um, asking questions, it just brought me back to another story. When I was in medical school, my first year in medical school, I had delivered my son. I started medical school six months pregnant. I didn't have a husband. I delivered my son on Christmas vacation, and I came back in January and hit the ground running with everybody else. Uh-huh. And I was exhausted, and I used to sit in the back of the room because I thought, well, it's if I fall asleep, at least I'm not rude sitting in the front of the room. And <laughs> I had to, because at, at 5 o'clock when the classes ended, Everybody else was going back and forming a study group in the dorm. I was going home to a crying baby. So I had oh, to yeah. understand the concept in the classroom. I didn't have to know all the nitty-gritty stuff, but I had to have the concept in my head so that I could, the next day, come in and learn more concepts. So I was sitting in a medical school class, 115 people that are all the best and the brightest from all around the country. Nobody is going to be the first one to say, I don't understand it. I didn't have that luxury. I had to Mm -hmm. be the one who raised my hand and said, I'm sorry, I don't understand it. Can you go over it again? And I could see some of them because I was sitting in the back, elbows jabbing and other people's side. Oh, doesn't this girl ever shut up? But, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't care. I had to be both. That's actually
1: um, a form of leadership to others because there definitely were others that did not understand in that classroom.
7: Yes, there were, and people would come up to me, people came up to me after, like a month or two after, when it became apparent that this was going to be a pattern for me, I'm sorry, I don't get it, I'm sorry, I don't get it, because, and it actually said to me, you know, I I didn't want to ask, but I'm so glad you asked, (laughs) well, you
2: know. Right, and and that's... And that's where the leadership piece comes in, right? Because there were other people that didn't understand it and nobody's speaking up. And and that's what you're seeing now. I see that all the time in my corporate career, Charlie saw it in his career. You see it all the time, people not getting it or they have an opinion and not bringing it up for that very reason. They don't want to look stupid or they don't want to rock the boat. You, you know, exactly. And the other thing
1: that I'm learning Um, from dr susan is a good way to handle fear is to do the work of whatever it is you're doing and that's your secret weapon because you know you have the ability right you have what it takes and you can use that as a as as a grounding tool against the fear right
7: that is true yeah yeah
2: Hmm. Well, and you were building up, you know, by doing that early in your career, you were building up that resiliency. You were to the point, well, you were, first of all, you were so overtired with the baby, right? Oh and you, <laughs> and so you just get to that point where it's like, I don't care. I've got to know. And That's you built exactly up that right. resiliency. Yeah. And you, and you build up, you build up that resiliency to say, like, I don't care what you people think. I need to know because mm-hmm. this is important. This is life or death. I'm going to be working in the emergency room. I'm going to be a doctor. I need to know the answers, and I don't have time to, like, screw around and find out later in the hallway.
7: Did I want to be embarrassed, or did I want to be a doctor?
2: Those are your choices. I love that. Do I want to be embarrassed, or do I want to be a doctor? Well, I can't believe that we're out of time, because as always, talking to you just goes so fast. But thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. We so appreciate you being here. Thank Thank you.
7: Thank you so much for the invite back. I so appreciate you
2: guys. Oh, you're you're one of our leaders. And we'll be calling you because <laughs> we'll want you back again. So thank you. Yes. And, you know, to let everyone know, to learn more about Dr. Susan O'Malley's work, you can go to her website at SusanO'MalleyMD.com. And the book is Tough Cookies Don't Crumble. We highly recommend it. So thank you all for being with us, for handling our new format. And mm-hmm. we look forward to the next time. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Take care. You've been listening to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Special thanks to our producer, Dave Olson, and the TalkZone family. All our replays are available at TalkZone.com or in the iTunes store. Also, be sure to download the free TalkZone app so you can listen to our show at any time. Your suggestions and comments are always welcome. Please email us at info at CharlieAndEva.com. Thanks again for listening.